You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. All right, Ryan. Our second official episode on the new channel with the with the new ownership. And uh, welcome back to episode two or episode 101, depending on how you look at it, on the Going Outsides it's, podcast. It's 101. It's, it's 101. 101? Yeah, 101. Let's do it. It sounds better. Right, Big, right. Bigger numbers. Welcome sound, to sound episode official. 101 on the Going Outsides podcast, powered by Five Star. I feel like we are, um, I'm honored because it's every week. It's a new outfit for you. Last week, it was the tankini. Um, mm-hmm. This weekend, it's just a sleeveless shirt. I feel like you're just showing me skin and, um, you know, hey, it's a It's button downs and slacks all day, every day, as you know, working mm-hmm. in, in, in the higher ed world. And uh, when, it, when it's home, it's time to throw on Under Armour shorts and uh, the most comfortable shirt you can find. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm back at college coaching now. So, um, you know, slacks every now and again, but, um, I'm, uh, I'm golf shorts and, uh, and a hot jacket and, uh, I'm hanging out. So it's, uh, it's nice to be back, you know, that, that, uh, that casual atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. I not mean, everybody can be a suit like you, my friend. I can wear jeans if I want, but I'm oh, never, I've never really going, been, a, is, is I've ro- never been a button down, tucked is, in the jeans type of guy. Is rodeo a, uh, a major at, at, uh, at, at your institution? No, we're jeans. just, you know, what are you going to want to wear rodeo? That's know. Donnie Brasco reference for those of you out there who have never seen that movie. <laughs> anyway, well, let's get into it. Let's, let's hear about, let's start with a, a new segment where we talk about our favorite game from the past weekend and I'll let you go first. Um, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to say it's my favorite game of the weekend, but I mean, most of you, most of you who, if you've been a listener, you know, I'm from the Northeast, specifically Long Island. And, you know, we've got our, you know, we've got our, uh, favorite teams and, and my favorite football team growing up and still is to this day is the New York giants. Now I am not going to go out on a limb and say that they are my, that their game was my favorite game of the weekend. But what I will say is, is that, um, I am glad four weeks into the season, they have um, already broken my heart. So I can now collectively, mentally, uh, spiritually, and emotionally move on to um, the hockey season. So thank you um, uh, for that to the New York football giants. Um, Saquon Barkley uh, uh, nuked his ankle, so I am sure he will not be playing this weekend. Um, Daniel Jones decided to um, lower his head and um, could not walk off the field, so he is now in the concussion pro- protocol. And if 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 someone allows him to play this weekend, they should probably get their um, medical license revoked. But either way, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, I can now collectively move on to um, the New York Islanders and, and the start of that season. Um, but you want to know what, man, um, all kidding aside, football has been been great so far, man. They've, they've been some really entertaining games. This weekend was amazing. Um, yeah. Um, I forget what the stat was, but it's like some crazy number where like, um, you know, however many games have been decided, um, you know, on a field goal over the, over the, over the first few weeks of the season. Um, and then what is it? It's the new, the Detroit lions. They're the only team in NFL history to lose, uh, multiple games in a season 
um, on a 50 yard plus field goal in the last minute of the game. Yeah. Well, with time expired or something like that. I think that's what it was preaching to the choir because my favorite moment every Sunday is the moment I know that the lions can't win. Yeah. And then I change the channel and find out that they actually came back and lost by a field goal at the last second. So I do feel bad for them. And as a lions fan, I, I really don't feel bad for myself anymore because I, I didn't choose this life. I was born into it. So I don't think anybody picks. I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. <laughs> exactly. But I'll go. have to keep keeping in the football world. I mean, the Bama game was great, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Nick Saban. So I won't say I'm an Alabama fan, but I like watching Nick Saban. I think college football is better when Nick Saban and Alabama is relevant because everybody loves a, everybody needs a villain. And that's just the way it is. But to see them lose the way that they lost was was interesting, but they have plenty of room to bounce back. But my, my favorite game of the weekend, and unfortunately I did not see Oklahoma, Texas, even though that ruined one of my parlays. Uh, I, the Michigan game for me, obviously being an alum, but to win that game, to preserve the 6-0, to go back and forth a little bit, you know, face a little adversity, and the fact that I had a cool 150 on that game and they cover – uh, they were minus two and a half and they won by three. So that by default, getting me 286 bucks, that's going to be my game of the weekend for sure. There you uh, go. You know, I, I also have been for the last two weekends successfully. I put a hundred on my wife's alma mater so that I can actually root for her team for once in my life. As long as they win by the right number of points, that's the whole goal here. I, I don't, she's always like, you know, if they kick this field goal, they win. I was like, yeah, but that doesn't help me. I need them. I need them to score. So, you know what? I don't, I don't um, participate in that sort of stuff. Um, but I get it. I understand. I mean, it, it does make games uh, more interesting that I used to not care about. Yeah, it does. It's like, I it's mean, like fantasy football, right? Like, I don't care uh, about anything other than the Detroit Lions, but I do mm. care about my players and the teams that they play on. So, I, I do love college football, man. There's something about it. Um, it's been great. Uh, and this season has been awesome. And I mean, you know, everybody says like, uh, like, you know, you said it, it's great when Nick Saban and Alabama are relevant because everybody needs a villain. Like my point of that is, is like, is he really a villain? Um, well, people I, hate, like they hated the yeah, Yankees. They hate success. Not, not they because, hate success. Not, I mean, there are a lot of reasons that people hated the Yankees, but the main one was that they couldn't beat them and they won all the time. Yeah. And, 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 and now you're absolutely them. right. And you're absolutely right. But I mean, at the same time, like, you know, be better. Like all these other places are dumping money into their programs. Like be better. Be the great better. arm, the great arms race. Right. So it all exactly comes down right. to recruiting and coaching. And speaking of recruiting and coaching, let, let's dive into this a little bit, this conversation about the importance of film, because film has never been more important. The COVID year really, or the COVID two years, depending on where you're at, that's really played a vital role in, in recruitment. And you've seen coaches now with iPads on sidelines. It's all in on, on film and technology and everything like that. So we're going to look at this from two angles. First, from the coaching perspective, which is great because your current coach, I've been a film coordinator at D1 school. We've seen film at the highest levels. And then we're going to transition to what it means for recruiting. So first and foremost, as a coach, what role does film play for you like on a daily basis? Um, yeah, film is the ultimate teaching tool. Um, film doesn't lie. Um, so, I mean, I can just, you know, speak to, um, you know, and there are some things that 
Uh, a lot of programs do similar. I mean, as you get further up the, the ladder and you get into higher levels and things like that, um, there's more resources to kind of use these to their full advantage. But I mean, um, at the level we're at is, I, I mean, I, I, we film every single practice. Um, we watch every single practice. We film every single scrimmage, every single game. So kind of basically everything on the field, you know, we film, including skill sessions and things like that. Um, it's the ultimate teaching tool because, you know, in that moment we might miss something, but then, um, post practice, um, we can go back and watch that. I think the, the, really the, the, the best thing ever is, and, and, you know, kudos to huddle, you know, they've kind of cornered the market a little bit in some things, but one of the, one of the real great tools that I have, um, and that's really awesome is, is that as we're filming practice, um, as long as you're hooked up to Wi-Fi, and we actually, I use an iPad to film practice because it's just easier and we can do it right through the huddle app. Um, as it's filming, it's going up in the cloud. So real time, I'm able to kind of watch um, and go back through with practice. And by the time practice is over, by the time I get to my office, and by the time these kids get back to their lockers, we can already start to watch our uh, practice film. So it's, uh, it's the ultimate thing. Um, I have a question the, for you, but yep, you, you record all practices, but mm -hmm. You don't watch. I mean, you might watch every practice. Mm -hmm. Your your staff might, but your team is not rewatching every practice. So, no. what? How do you decide what to show them afterwards or the next day? Like, are you are you picking out certain pieces? Are you picking out just mistakes, just learning moments, just so, reinforcing things? What? I like to do good, bad, ugly. Like you know what I mean. Um, and mm -hmm. we always we always finish on. Um, we always finish on positives. Okay. It's, it's kind of like that compliment sandwich. We don't want something to, we don't want to walk out of the film room feeling like we, you know, everything is going wrong because mm -hmm. very rarely is everything going wrong. I, right. I'm a big believer. You can take positives out of everything, um, out of something. Um, so it's really, um, a lot of times what, we'll, what we'll do is, is, you know, in going through the film, you know, there's usually a common theme of things. If you're making one mistake, usually that, you know, that same mistake is happening in multiple areas so we try to keep our, our our film sessions and some of my older guys that played for me you know years ago know how long-winded I could be and they remember how long those film sessions used to be now um truly I, you know we try to keep it between 15 and 20 minutes because attention spans go all over the place plus we still want to get out to the field because you know we're going over yesterday's stuff right. before uh today's practice so i'll clip out you know two or three things that we need to improve on um two or three things that we did well, but there were other looks that we could have found. And then, you know, come, you know, and then we kind of finished with the highlights of, of the previous day. Um, I think it's really important to kind of finish on those things and it's both sides. So we'll clip out a couple of things from the offensive side, the defensive side in transition, you know, things like that. And we mm -hmm. really try to highlight um, you know, kind of the staples for our program, um, in terms of, it's not just necessarily, um, you know, the goals, the assists and everything like that. You know, we like to point out hockey assists. We like to point out, um, you know, guys getting into good spots off ball defensively. Um, you know, there, there's always good things that you can find, um, on the film, you know, and it's kind of, goes along with the mindset you know we shout praise and we whisper criticism um a lot of times if we have to be a little bit more direct with guys on an individual basis um we do weekly meetings every week where um guys will come in and sit down and watch film so uh you know we, we try to break it down that way um and it, it's the ultimate tool too so a uh, part of the reason why we film practice and we use it um 
a lot of people, you know, we live in a society where um, people want that instant gratification. People, um, they want to play right away. They want to get results right away. And oftentimes what they perceive themselves might not necessarily be 110% true. Um, so I, we have a, a saying, you know, within our program is film don't lie. All right. Mm -hmm. So if you think you should be playing more, let's sit down and watch the film and let's, let's break it down. So um, almost as a humbling tool, not, not directly like in your face about it, but like you can definitely show a guy, this is what you look like. And this might not be what you thought you looked like. Yeah. Well, and it's also, it's not, you know, it's humbling, but motivating at the same time. Like, Hey, I know you think you're doing really well and you are progressing, but you know, you're still doing X, Y, Z things that we need to improve on. If you can mm -hmm. improve on those, then you're going to kind of get to where you want to be. Um, so it's one of those things where they help, it helps track things as it's going, you know, through the week of practice, through the day of practice, you know, over the course of the season. Um, and in years past, I actually, you know, I've kind of gotten into the data analytics side of it where um, we'll actually stat practice. You know, yep. we keep track of nuggets. We keep track of shooting percentage. Um, you know, we kind of track where our shots are on the field because, you know, if you, you kind of use that, like we always try to our sweet spot within our offense, where we want to get shots from is that seven to 11 range. You know, if you're shooting, if you're getting shots within seven to 11 yards, um, typically your, you know, your, your, your percentage is pretty high that you're going to get them on cage and in the back of the net, as you move further away from the cage, obviously the goalie save percentage typically will go up, but, yeah. um, you know, film is a great resource in terms of the the overall growth of our program um and any program i mean there everybody's yeah. out there doing it well what i loved about it too is until like the last minute or so you couldn't really tell what sport you were talking about because all of that applies to pretty much mm -hmm. every single sport out there and it, it really is and i'll tell you something about statting practice and that is definitely a, like a d1 trait i would say like not a lot of people outside of d1 have either the patience or the manpower or have even heard of statting a practice, right? Because they just don't, you know, D2, D3, depending on where you're at, like you might not have the ability to do that off the top of your head. It's something you have to create the opportunity to do. And, you know, when I worked at U of M, we had a coach that wanted every single practice statted, but we did a simulated quarter at the end of every practice. So we played a full quarter and I mm -hmm. statted it just like a game. And we had formulas to create scores for players based on everything that did ground ball, hustle play, assist, second assist, shooting percentage, all of that played into a score. And we had rankings at, after every practice yeah, for how the and, team was doing. And, and we've done that. I've done that in the past. And that's something that we're, you know, we're instituting because obviously I'm still relatively new to my position at Trine, but um you know, that's something that I took from, you know, somebody who I think is one of the best basketball coaches in the country. I took that from Josh Schertz during our time down at Lincoln Memorial. Um, he was so huge on data analytics. And um, there was a person that was a graduate assistant that worked with the basketball program that actually sat down with us over the course of a school year and helped develop, you know, kind of an Excel spreadsheet with how we wanted to track practices. 
um, and games. And it was so beneficial to us. And, you know, it, it, it kind of goes back to us talking about it, you know, like, Hey, film don't, doesn't lie. Well, neither do the numbers. Um, and, and, and over the course of a, of a, pra- of a, of a week of a season or anything like that, you know, we kept a running tally of that, like, Hey, this is what practice was for today, but this is what the overall stats are. And you could kind of see the guys that had big roles within our program, you know, they were the guys that were doing all the things that we wanted um, them to do, you know, whether it be defensively, offensively in the goal at the faceoff X in the clear, that sort of thing. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's a really, a, it's a, it's a tremendous tool, um, you know, and, and if you have the manpower, it's wonderful. Now huddle is great because if you pay them enough, they'll stat all that stuff for you. <laughs> um, you know, uh, which yeah. is fine. If you have the budget, but um, yeah, if yeah. you have the budget, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. Um, but even that, you know, you can go down so many different rabbit holes with that. It's really just trying to dial in and figure out what, what means the most to uh, you and your program. Okay. And now let's, let's flip it around completely. And let's talk about recruiting. Okay. And, and let's look at it from both the coach's perspective and, and the player's perspective, because you know, like we said, this past year and a half or so, you, you didn't have that ability or not everyone had that ability to travel, to go to events. They didn't have the ability to sometimes recruit certain events that they wanted to. And we saw this influx of, you know, film. A, there was already a lot of film. We're already mm-hmm. trending in that direction, but there was more film than ever. And it became more important than ever. Coaches could remotely attend recruiting events for, I think, really, truly the first time that they could consistently do that. And it definitely played into it. Like if you didn't have film, you were behind the eight ball. And I don't think that's going to change now because coaches have seen, they've seen the light and they know that this is the future. And listen, I can spend a little bit less money. Uh, I can get to a few more places that I wasn't able to get to because, you know, I couldn't fly to California this weekend because I was already somewhere else. And now you can be in multiple places at one time. I do think nothing will replace evaluating recruit in person, but I do think that, Film in general, it, it's playing a vital part. I mean, we've heard numerous stories. We've seen them. We've been a part of them where a kid only got recruited based off of film because he lived, lived in the middle of nowhere in Canada. Mm-hmm. And it was literally the only thing he could do is send out films. So what what kind of tips do you have for, for the kids that are being recruited on the use of film and the importance of film? Uh, you film is film is amazing. I mean, I think if you know, at, in, at this point in this day and age, um, you know, most schools are filming. Um, if not, um, usually it's very rare you ever get to a game where one of the two teams isn't filming, um, whether it be at the club level, you know, at a tournament or, uh, you know, a high school game, anything like that. You know, I, I think it's first you know, you want to identify, um, you know, depending on your position, you know, you obviously want to have, um, you know, it's, it's what you put into that film, right? Um, we, we don't want to see just, you know, uh, highlight reels of, of guys just basically, we don't want to see the end product. We want to see kind of what helped you get to that end product, right? So if it's a, a goal off a ride back, show the ride back. Um, you know, if it's you getting an assist, you know, obviously having those type of plays, 
Um, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer, um, you know, and this is kind of a sales world coming back to me, right? Um, if you don't catch somebody's attention in the first 30 seconds, they're going to move on to the next thing. hundred so percent. And it's I, even, I and, I, and I think it's, and I think it's less than 30 seconds. I think if it's something not in the first 10 to 20, um, you could lose somebody really quickly. Um, I also think, um, and so not that, to interrupt you real quick. Oh, go ahead. I, I want to make sure that anybody that's listening gets that that tip. And I when I edit films for people, it's the same thing. You need to grab that coach's attention quickly. So even if you have more great highlights later in the film, that's fine. But you need to put a couple of those wow, you know, attention grabbing highlights in the front, kind of front load the first 30 seconds. Show a little bit of everything, diversify what you're showing them. Like you said, show the ride back. You know, if you're a football player, show a great block. If you're a volleyball player, show show some incredible digs and, and some other things and, you know, really diversify that front end, but make it something where the coach has to be like, I need to watch the rest of this. Because uh, you know They oh, get God. so much film that they have to prioritize that and they and can't watch the entire clip of every recruit. Have your contact. Uh, and, and we're also in a world where there's a lot of crazy people out there. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, have an email on there, you know, have some content, some form, some way for a coach to get in contact with you. Right. Um, but also put your grades on there. All right. Because that can be very, it can be, you know, that, that for a lot of coaches, especially coaches that are at some of those higher academic institutions, that'll be able to tell them right away, whether or not they can recruit you or not. Um, and, and, and I think that that's very beneficial because the last thing a coach wants to do is watch a film, really like a person, get on the phone with them. And then, all right, you're academically not going to be in a spot where you can, uh, participate, you know, uh, with our program. So uh, the academic component of it is, is really important as well. Um, you know, and be truthful with all that stuff. Um, you know, it's no different. Um, don't lie. All right, because it all gets it all comes out in the wash because your transcripts have to go to admissions. You have to be admitted by somebody. And, you know, the more upfront you are, especially as you know, at the lower levels, if you're talking division two and division three, um, you know, the more upfront you are with about your grades, you know, it, it puts coaches in a better position to speak on what you might qualify for from an academic scholarship standpoint. Um, you know, it, obviously higher education is a, is a tremendous investment, um, you know, and every coach wants to try and um, give somebody, you know, uh, an opportunity that's not going to break the bank for them. So, um, you know, academic component of it is, is really important, um, you know, and making sure that, you know, obviously the, the film catches a coach's eye, um, you know, all that stuff is really helpful. And even to I would even make sure that, you know, you have your, your snippets, your highlights, but also don't be afraid to have a, a full game, um, you know, in your back pocket where yep. if you talk to a coach, you can say, coach, listen, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a full game tape um, available as well. If you want to see that. So you can kind of see yes. all that other stuff. I know, um, you know, and, and here's the thing too. I, I'm a big believer, you know, yeah, the in-person evaluation is, is really important. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to change that, but, um, like technology is out there. Like, you know, they're doing this in basketball, they're doing this in football, like, um, you know, use it to your advantage. Um, 
I'm not gonna. I, I also. I, I'm not gonna go out there and call you know and and throw stones. But I think there are a lot of coaches out there that say, oh, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I, I'm never gonna be you know that guy that just recruits on film. I need to be in person. They're using film more than they like to admit. All right, mm-hmm. because you yeah. know they have that strong stance. Um, you know, you can still get a lot of the same things by watching. You don't have to go drive six hours to watch somebody play when you can watch film on them, get them on the phone and then get them out to campus. You can still get a feel for who that person is. Um, You can get a feel for their body language. Um, I've always said this. Once we get kids on campus, um, I always like to spend as much time with them as possible because over the course of two to three hours, you're going to get a feel for who that person is. And if any red flags pop up, that's when they're going to do it. Because the film should be there to get you a visit. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. If you have a kid who's got a dynamite film, you're going to try and do everything you can to get that kid on campus. Mm -hmm. And once you're on campus, then as the player, you've kind of done what you need to do from the, from the talent perspective. They've seen your talent. Now it's about selling you as a person. And that's a, that's a whole nother conversation for a different day. Absolutely. And, and I will say, I love the idea of having a full game available, not mm-hmm. as your primary source of film, because, you know, you're not going to go through and have that whole game film. You're not going to circle every single film clip that you're a part of doing the most obscure stuff. I will say it doesn't hurt to put in a game where you're playing against a top opponent. Yeah, absolutely. With other recruited kids to yeah. give these coaches perspective, because if you're just going to put the game in where you put you put 10 goals up and it's against a club team and it's all freshmen and sophomores and they just you know, they're not very good. That doesn't say as much as the time you score three goals against an All-American goalie who is committed to D1 and you be a defender who's also committed to D1 for a couple of those goals as well. So that says a lot more than just having mm-hmm. random highlights. We're scoring a lot on kids just that really aren't at the level that you're trying to get to. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and, and, and that's where and, it goes into the, the whole showcase events too. Like if you can get to one, you're going to be playing higher in talent for the most part, depending on the event that you go to. And again, it just, shows you being successful against a higher level of talent that's not very watered down because I've seen plenty of films where guys have, I have 150 points and I'm like, who did you score them against though? Like these guys are not very good. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, I think that the trend is now is you want to use that film to help you maybe get to a prospect day, get in front of those Mm -hmm. guys and, um, you know, maybe get yourself a spot. I mean, that's kind of the way it's, it's gone. Um, I can't, uh, speak enough to how valuable kind of those prospect days are. And even just those Under Armour tryouts, just anything like that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the film is a way to get a coach's attention and start the Mm -hmm. conversation. And then from there, you got to just sell yourself and your grades and your personality because, you know, that's really just as much, you know, the, the film is great. The talent is great, but if you're not a fit for the program or as a person, that's, that's going to be, it's like 50, 50. Yeah, because absolutely. you can't out you can't out coach a bad attitude or you can't yeah you can't coach a bad attitude out of a kid so uh that's that's pretty much that's going to wrap it up for t- today's conversation about filming and the importance go ahead and head over to fivestarnews.com to read the article that's attached to this podcast and also get some tips about creating your film and, and other things you can do with your film So, uh, Ryan, take it easy. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Going Offsides.